0: Okay, let's start her up. Here we go. We are on page Lamed Gimel. We on the old books, a little bit less than halfway down the page. First one in line is, and then we said like this, and then we said like this, and then we said like this, it will be thrown into the Kafakella. What's the Kafakella? Basically, what happens is when a person, when a, when a person dies, um, Hashem, uh, <laughs> uh, in order for Hashem to show the person what sort of life he could have lived and what sort of life he ended up living, he basically gives his Neshama over to the Balakhtayma and he starts flinging it across these two different lines. It's right, a slingshot. It's like a supernal slingshot that goes back and forth. Yeah. That he throws him, or he fires him, literally, into a very faraway place, into the depths of the klipa Rahman al yeah? yeah? That he comes to see what he did with himself. <laughs> and then he's flown, he's slung back to, like you just said, to where he should have been. Come, uh, Doctor Madvig. Please open up your sefer and let's go. The <laughs> when a person will put his head, right, his heart, into all that we've discussed up until now, <laughs> that through his sins that he's doing, he's going to make a tremendous blemish. Lamayla. Right, so this whole thing is a meditation that when a person spends the time meditating and thinking about how much damage he does, both by number one not drawing down enough light, and number two what that's the positive point right, and number two by causing there to be a yerida of the or, into the wrong places that the evil wins out so much over Kedusha, just because of the things that I'm doing with myself. Until the point that the darkness conceals, it covers over the earth, to the darkness that is doubled and redoubled. In other words, he does such a a job on, on what's going on over here, that things are in such a bad way. It's just completely due to him. That's what a person has to realize. It's due to him. Not just this, but also with regards to the kiyum and the Right. In other words, he causes the ra to not just be like that, but he gets it stronger and stronger and keeps it going. And not just that it's making a blemish on the entire existence, but it's also affecting him personally. That is causing his own soul to leave the, the 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 power like the life of all life. Hashem. And to cause it to descend down into the place of tuma. Excuse me. so he, like you've been saying he's causing a double problem number one he's majorly causing a problem on the whole existence in other words a person could say to himself and this is what the like we were talking about yesterday, the Nefesh of Bahami is is trying to teach us, right? The Basilagani told us Nefesh Bahami is trying to say, like, who cares what you really do? What's the difference? It's you're pretty irrelevant. You know, you come to Shir, you don't come to Shir, you do your homework, you don't do your homework, you put on filling, you don't put on filling. Like, like what's the difference? It's really irrelevant. And so the Rev is saying here, that is klipa. Klipa is trying to make us feel like what we are doing is irrelevant. And what the truth is, is the things that we do impact the world, number one. And they cause uh, there to be the gullas that we're sitting in right now. That's number one, on the one hand. Number two is that we're causing ourselves damage. We're causing our souls to lose their power supply from Hashem and our connection to Hashem because we're getting stuck into this quagmire, to this quicksand, of, of klipa, and that's where we're stuck. That's where we are. This is the problem. <speaking in Hebrew> when he puts his heart on this, <speaking in Hebrew> so when a person will really put his, his mind into this, he will come to have a true fear. <speaking in Hebrew> he will have real fear of sin. <speaking> in <Hebrew> now, interesting here, he shows... <coughs> He's not talking about a Yura of oinish. He was talking about this before that Hasidus does not spend time really discussing Yura's einish, which is the fear of getting punished. Right? Because Yura's einish at the end of the day is a very self centered uh, idea. This is based on how what's going to happen to me. Right? So since it's self-centered, it's really based in Klippa. It happens to be Klippa's Noga, but it's not Kedusha. Here what we're saying is when a person is going to meditate on all the things that we just talked about, he's going to have a fear, but a fear of what? A fear of the sin itself. That's what he's going to have a fear of. He's going to have a fear of the sin itself. Yiraz Right? He's going to be afraid of the sin. Why? Because he realizes how damaging the sin is. In other words he realizes that he's going to stay away from doing big problems. You know, if, if if you were told, right, that by doing X, Y, and Z, you're giving over all this secret information over to Hamas, right? Everyone would be afraid to do something like that. No one's going to do that. Of course, everyone's afraid of it. Not because you're afraid, oh, I'm going to get in trouble... Or I'm going to be put in jail for giving over the secret information. No, it's because you don't want to do that. You don't want to cause this type of situation where the enemy is going to the enemy is going to uh, hear uh, all this top secret information. But not because you're afraid of uh, einish. You're not afraid of an einish. You're afraid of the situation. So that's the same thing we're saying here: the fear of a of a pagan, the fear of a of a, of a sin. <laughs> Yeah, the fear of the sin is that you're feared of what the sin does. <speaking in Hebrew> Namely, you're afraid from the etzema the etzema avon. And you run away from this like it's something that is mamish damaging. <speaking in Hebrew> like death itself. <speaking in Hebrew> and he's very careful. with a tremendous Zahirus, by being very careful you shouldn't trip, God forbid to be complete in in interim mitzvahs in staying away from evil and doing good so that's the idea I think that that's a good (laughs) I'm sorry struggling here. Oh. Yeah, just one second. Let me finish the point. This is a good example. In other words, what we're saying here is we're afraid of the etzim inion of what this is going to do. By me doing a sin, what type of collateral damage am I causing? The last thing I want to do is cause collateral damage. I don't want to cause any damage to anyone. I don't want to cause damage to myself. I don't want to cause damage to the world. I don't want to cause damage to Hashem. I don't want to cause damage. This, when a person really thinks through this entire meditation that we've been going through up until now, right, with all the different layers from Seder Ishtal that we talked about from before the Tzimtzum all the way down here to the lowest level, you start to think, how much of an impact I really have in this world. And the more he meditates on it, this is a tremendous meditation that we've basically said, you know, just been discussing now for five to seven pages. You see a step-by-step process of taking a person through, holding his hand and looking and saying, okay, this is the creation of the world. This is what's happened. This is how it works. This is how it was created. This is all the different parts that are involved in the process. Then he says, okay, now this is the way it's supposed to be. But when a person does a sin, this is what happens. And he goes through step by step by step by step. All of a sudden the person realizes, whoa, this is not what I want to be involved in. Is that clear? That's the basic idea here of this meditation. Yeah? Meaning that at the end of the day, it's not a theoretical discussion. What we need here is not theory. What we need here is a person has to wake up in the morning and he has to say, Mode ani, and get ready for the day and think about what is he going to do with his day? How is he going to impact the world with his day? That's what he's talking about. mamish, Not some theory like next Tuesday I'm going to decide to learn an extra Mishnah. Not that at all. Right now it has to be like mamish that he is focusing on <coughs> <coughs> he's po- po- focusing on his everyday in minute by minute actions of how to fix himself up that's the bottom line that's what he needs to do and it has to be like an, an actuality that right now how am I going to change how, right now what am I going to do with my time right now how am I going to hold myself back from doing this wrong thing whatever this wrong thing is you got it? Last year. Let's keep going. Let's try a little bit further. Okay. Okay. Fine. fine, fine. Okay. Now, here we're starting a new meditation. Okay? Up until now. Dub it, dub it. Up until now, up until now we're dealing with actual sins. Okay? That's what we're talking about. Not doing a mitzvah and actually doing a sin. Here we're changing gears. We're starting on a new meditation. The new meditation is going to be dealing with Krishma Shalamita. And this meditation is going to go also for about seven pages or so. And this meditation is going to be dealing with not necessarily a person that sins mamish. Right? It's talking about your usual from Jew. Your usual from Jew who, of course, he's going to say Kriyashma on time. Of course, he's going to put on tefillin. He's going to walk around with his sits, He's going to do all the right things. But his kavana could be off. In other words, not that he's intending to do something wrong. But he's, he's, he's not a complete entity in terms of that his actions and his mindset are in tune with each other. You following? So this now becomes the next meditation that we're discussing. This is a, a, a higher level. The first level is mamish, put on tefillin. Okay, uh, don't don't eat a don't eat a, a cheeseburger. Don't uh, you know? Don't 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 do something that you shouldn't be doing. Obviously, the next meditation is let's go beyond that. Let's go to becoming a different type of person. Following? Let's see what it says. That what he says here is not just the idea of actual doing sins itself. Are we talking about? You could also have an effect of causing a blemish above and below on your soul by a lack of voidah. This lack of avoda, right, is going to cause problems. Also, he says like this. He says, "Dehinei mashikasu b'kriishma shalamita im Right, it says over there. If I made a blemish in the os yud, v'bitul kriishma with regards to mevatel and kriishma. Now, ein hakavon v'bitul kriishma v'pail mamish lo kara kriishma. If you ever thought about it for a second, the whole thing doesn't make any sense. Right? Here's a guy who's sitting up at night. Mistama, he has his hat and jacket on because he's saying Kriyashma like a real Hasid. And he's reading these words, right? If I made all these problems and I made a blemish in the letter Yud, how? shal Shimcha Goddle of your great name, you gave up K Krishma. By not saying Krishna. Now, what are the odds that someone who is reading this part of Krishna with his hat and jacket, of course, right, is someone who didn't read Krishma that day. Highly unlikely. It's not saying this guy that, you know, I didn't finish Shas, so therefore I was poigim in the Oisyut. Okay, that's a little bit more, okay, I, I didn't finish Haas yet, you know, okay, uh, whatever. I didn't give a billion dollars to Tzedakah yet. Okay, I got it, whatever. Here we're talking about a guy that he's saying about himself, I made a mistake, I was Mavatal Krishma. How many of us have mavatal Krishma when we're saying this at night by Krishma Shalamita? Very few, right? So on the surface, this whole thing is like, well, maybe I shouldn't say it then. Because Bapayam I Momish didn't, I didn't forget to say Krishma. I woke up early enough in the morning, and I spent my time and I said Krishna, okay good you'd say I put a check mark next to that box I tick the boxes they say in South Africa right and and we're ready to rock and roll so what the rev is saying here is that's not what it means it has a complete it has a much deeper right, meaning than what we're looking at in terms of our surface perception and he says like this ela kavana al hedra avoided What it's talking about is a lack of avoida of the Kriyashma. Now, what does that mean? Avoida the Kriyashma. I thought the avoida the Kriyashma means say Kriyashma. So you're saying no, that's not what it means. What does it mean? What is the mitzvah of Kriyashma? The mitzvah of Kriyashma is to unite Hashem, see Hashem's oneness to make him one with the world that even after the worlds were created the worlds are not a separate entity they're completely one right in an absolute way like we said earlier now we know that Everyone's probably familiar with the Hayom Yom. The Hayom Yom, which I don't remember which date it was, because when I was growing up, I did not memorize the entire Hayom Yom, although maybe some of you have, but I didn't. And one of the, one of the, one of the Hayom Yoms talks about the idea of how the different Rebbeim would repeat the same Mimer every single, so often, so to speak. Now, each rebbe had his mimer that he would repeat. Now, it doesn't mean that he would repeat the mimer per se, like we ha- know the mimer. Like, for example, the rebbe Shab would repeat the mimer via Daita, via Daita Moscow, right? The famous mimer Tovshin on Zion, right? Daita Moscow. He repeated it year, um, several times, you know, uh, you know, every every year, every couple of years, something like that. It doesn't mean that he would say, okay, now I'm going to say viyadaita. What it means is that in the maimarim that he was saying, he would say the same concept of viyadaita. This appears to be where he's going to put this in. This is essentially, this next page or so, page of two pages, is going to be a kitzer version of viyadaita. What is it talking about? Achdus Hashem. It's talking about Achdus Hashem. It's talking about the oneness of Hashem. How Enod Novadod, there's nothing else except for God. That is the avoda of Krishna. So, what we're going to with this whole discussion is that, unlike what I originally thought, when we're saying Krishna Shalomita, when I say right, aviti pashati, right, and I made a blemish in the Os Yud from the, uh, Mivatal, the mitzvahs of Krishna, I thought I was saying that I didn't say Krishna today. That's not what it means. What it means is that I'm lacking in my avoda. Of Krishna, which means I'm lacking in my avoda of recognizing that ain't old milvado. That's what it means. Are you guys following? Yes? <coughs> so let's see it inside. So he says like this <laughs> This is the idea of the unity <coughs> of the Shem <coughs> Havaya and the Shem <coughs> <and> Elohim. <coughs> Like it says, right? you should take this day and right, know this day and take it to heart. right? Hashem is al and it's all what? Right? Everyone's familiar? Everyone's learned the Maimur Vyadaita? Good. So it says like this Hu We know that the Shay Elohim is there to conceal, to hide over the Shaymavaya. Elohim. Sabu. In order that the world should be a Metzias, in order that the world should be a thing, its own thing. Because if the name Havaya would be shining in all its glory into the worlds, then the worlds would be bottled with Metzias. They would be totally nullified out of their own existence, right? Because all you would see is Sheh Havaya. The Shem elokim, which hides over the Shem of Ayah, enables us to be able to have a world that appears to be a separate entity. Therefore, the Shem elokim is hiding over, concealing over the Shem of Mamish. That it shouldn't shine in a Givgili way, Mamish. And therefore it brings into existence the world in a way of a Mitsiyas Ayesh. Yes? Ava Ba'em is but in truth, hello. Here comes mushal number one. Ready? Hashem velokim Kulachat. That really Hashem and Elokim is Kulachat. What does that mean? Hashem enu Maliv That the name Elukim is not concealing and hiding over Kal Al Shem Havaya and the havaya. Because Elokim is also Elokuz Mamish. Right? So he says, Just like Hashem, It's not shayich at all that he should be concealing it. Right? What's the famous example of this that he brings over there in Vedaita? The hand. The hand covering your head, Right? a person, right, he wants to, right, he wants to make a bracha and he doesn't have a Yamakan, so can he put his hand on his head? And the answer is no. Why can't he put his hand on his head? Isn't he covering his head? Yeah, he's covering his head, but his hand and his head are one thing, right? Like I'm saying, okay, now you guys can't see me, right? What does that mean? Just because I put my hands in front of my face, it doesn't mean you can't see me. You're right, you can't see my nose, but you can see my hands, and which is more me? My nose or my hands? They're both me. So the same thing here. Havaya and Elohim, Havaya is shining, Elohim is concealing. But which is more God? Which, Which is more God? They're both the same. They're both one. They're both two aspects of Hashem. That's true. And they play a different function. But it's not that one is more Hashem than the other. Got it? That's what he says. Go back. He says like this. <laughs> or the hester is just for us shalo <laughs> it that doesn't shine to us right like the way it is right and that's why it's able to be felt like in existence of Allah but compared to him it is not felt at all okay so he's going to go through he's going to go through a few different points here and he's going to give a few different mashalim from from here right basically if you look down the page if you go down it says if you see the uh, like three lines four lines down from where we are Basically, he brought here, he's going to bring here, okay, number one, Aval the M is havaya But you should put a number one over here, Kulachad. that's going to be muscle number one. Then he says, Hester, that's muscle number two. And then it says, hashem the gili mamish that's going to be muscle number three. You put that? One, two, and three. Oh, wait, okay. where are they all again? What? Well, where's the first one? I can... The first one was where we started. Aval be'emis, aloha Hashem, belukim, kulichat. Uh, In the uh, old book, it's on the page Lamed Gimel, the last line of right, Lamed, Lamed Gimel. Okay, sure. Then you have, then you're going to have uh, Hester, hu Okay, yeah. That's number two. Oh. And then you're going to have V'gam, Yeah, two lines down from that. Ayideh Melokim, Meir Shei that's going to be marshal number three. Now. Yeah. No, Ayideh Shei Melokim. Vigam. There's only one Vigam. Oh, then it says Vigam legabenu. Yeah. Then, basically, you're going to have... Vigam Melokim? Yeah. Then you're going to have a list, if you go down about four lines from there, but Kamal Derach marshal. Yeah, I see it. The Maim, right? That's going to be muscle number one. one. Then, that's muscle number two. Or one, maybe you could say one B, you could it say. The then one. he says, oh, that's the third point. Yeah? And then you can have over here at the last one, that's number four. Okay, so that's basically going to be the pattern, and we're going to deal with it, met Shem, uh, hopefully tomorrow. Okay. okay? But you can take a look forward already, and you can see what's, what's going